Hilchos Kriyashma Perikshin Alach Aleph. Hakaris Hashema. If someone reads the Shema of Lechiv and Elibah the Pasuk Kriyashin, he does not intend during the first Pasuk to have the proper concentration. Meaning, he knows he's doing a mitzvah, and he's also aware that this mitzvah is accepting the yoke of Hashem. Shu Shema Yisrael, the first verse being in the Shema Yisrael. He does not fulfill his obligation. The rest of the Shema, even if he does not have the intention of fulfilling the mitzvah and accepting Hashem's yoke, he still fulfills his obligation. Even if he was just reading the Torah as is normal. Or he's uh, looking over these parts of the Torah at a time where you're supposed to read the Shema. So in other words, he happens to be checking a pair of tefillin, for example. So he's reading the Shema and saying the words during the time of reading the Shema. So he's not intending to do the mitzvah, he's just reading the same words. But his intention is simply just to make sure there's tefillin or and he's reading the words verbally. He still fulfills his obligation. Provided that the first pasuk he had, he had he had the intention of doing the mitzvah, and the rest of it it's 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 not uh, uh, crucial, although it is preferable. Every person can read the Shema in his normal fashion. Whether he's standing, whether he's walking, whether he's lying down, or riding on an animal. It is forbidden to read the Shema when a person is lying that face down and is with his face flush into the ground, or facing the ground, or lying flat on his back facing upward. You may read the Shema while lying down on one side. If person is very heavy, it's hard for him to turn on his side. So what should he do? He's lying flat on his back. You're not allowed to read the Shema flat on your back, and he can't turn over to the side completely because of his weight. If a person is sick, which makes him unable to do this, so what should he do? Then at least turn a little bit to the side to the best of your ability, and then read the Shema in that fashion. Even though we just said a person may recite the Shema while walking, the Raman qualifies that. If somebody is walking, he must stop walking for the first Pasuk. The rest he may read while he's still walking. If he's sleeping, we pain him and uh, harass him and try to awaken him. Uh, uh, to, the point, to ensure that he reads the first Pasuk. From that point onward, after the first Pasuk, if he is overcome by sleep, we don't disturb him, we don't harass him, so to speak. Although it does seem that we do, we are, uh, uh, the word, there's two words I'm using over here, so after the one Pasuk, you're not Mitzayr him, but we'll him to have him read the rest of the Shema, but not to the same, same alertness as the first Pasuk. Someone who's busy doing kind of some kind of work, he has to stop his work and concentrate till he finishes the first parsha, and then he can read the rest of the Shema while doing his work. Hired workers, but they stop doing their work. for the first parsha, so the reading should not be haphazard. and and the rest of the Shema, he can read while he's doing his work and saying the Shema at the same time. Even if a person was doing his work on top of a tree, picking olives, for example, or the top of a wall doing construction, he's allowed to read the Shema in his place. He even say the brachas before and after, although he's not in the most concentrated state, he can do all that in his normal work fashion as long as he stops for the first parsha. If a person was studying Torah, then the time for Shema arrives. He stops learning, he reads the Shema, and of course says the brachas before and after as well, and then goes back to his learning. If a person was involved in communal affairs, 
you know, things on behalf of on behalf of the Jewish community. What's called Tzorich Tzibur. He should not stop reading. He should not stop in order to read the Shema. Aligmar iskayin v'yikra. Rather, he should. Um, excuse me. Aligmar iskayin. Rather, finish the communal work. V'yikra imnisha es dikres. And then, after he finishes doing what he has to do for the community, if there still remains time to read the Shema, to not pass the Seifas Krishma, then he should read the Shema. And if not, then the communal work is more important. A person is eating and it's time to say the Shema because the sun is rising. He's in the bathhouse. He's getting a haircut. He's processing uh, hides. He's doing a dintaira. He's the judge in the bathroom. These are all things a person begins before Shema, the time Shema arrives. And then the question is, you have to stop when the time to set the Shema begins. So Ramam says, he can finish, his, finish what he's doing. Uh, presuming, assuming that he estimates he'll have time to say the Shema, and afterwards he can say Shema. It's, 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 even though he's not going to be saying it when the sun rises at the optimal time, since he'll be saying it eventually before it's okay. If he was concerned that the time for Shema is going to pass completely by the time he finishes um, his, the, the, what he's doing, that it might be pa- might pass. Therefore, he stops and reads the Shema at that time. Doesn't rely and doesn't rely on finish- and finishing before that. He reads the Shema. He reads the He is praiseworthy. As a reminder, the Ramam holds that the ideal time to say the Shema is six minutes before sunrise. So you finish saying the last bracha with the sunrise. So someone who goes down into the mikveh before sunrise, if he's able to come out of the mikveh and cover himself properly, before sunrise. Yalav is kasa, then he should, he should uh, exit the water and cover himself and, and say the Shema in its proper time. However, if he was afraid, maybe the sun is going to rise. Before he rise, he says the Shema, so he's going to end up saying Shema too, later than he's supposed to, meaning after sunrise. Let him cover himself in the water. In other words, the water will, will act as a sort of clothing for his nakedness, in which he's standing currently. Now, what kind of water? He can't not cover himself. He can't do so in water that's bad water that has a putrid smell because he can't say Hashem's name in a putrid place. Uh, you know, smelly water. Nor in water that was used to soak flax because that has a bad smell as well. However, it cannot be very clean water, uh, transparent water, patient of us in your because his nakedness is still not, not is still seen. So what can he use? He can use this trick if the water is murky water. However, it does not smell bad. It's simply murky, but like muddy water, and he can read the Shema in that place. If he should not gesture with his eyes, if he should not gesture with his lips, if he should not gesture with his fingers, so he should not read, consider to be like a derechag of haphazard reading. You must if he does so, although he still fulfills his obligation, it's, it's considered uh, disgusting. A person has to read loud enough that he can hear what he's saying. If he just reads it verbally but he can't hear what he's saying, he still fulfills his obligation. If he also has to uh, emphasize the word, enunciate the words clearly, if he doesn't enunciate them absolutely clearly, he still fulfills his obligation provided that he says a basic pronunciation.
Halachates. Katie, doctor, how is the person supposed to make sure to enunciate each word clearly? He should not say a word which has a dot as if it had no dot, like saying a base as if it's a vase. He should not say a word without a dot as if it has a dot. Don't say a vase like a base. He should not say a shva that is not meant to be pronounced as one that is supposed to be pronounced. He should not say a shva which is not supposed to be pronounced as excuse me, he should not say a shva which is not supposed to be pronounced as if it was supposed to be pronounced. Also, the person is supposed to put space between the words which otherwise wouldn't sound connected. If the two words are the same, the last letter of the first word and the first letter of the second word are the same. For example, both lamas. So you shouldn't say because then you're swallowing both lamas together. And then say independently. The two mems will get swallowed. The fei and the pei, which are essentially the same letter, could be swallowed if you don't say them correctly. Also, a person has to emphasize the zayin of tizkiru. The person has to um, lengthen, so to speak, elongate the pronunciation of the dal of echad. It with uh, how long you should have intention of crowning Hashem as king on heaven and earth and in the four directions you should not swallow the ches it shouldn't sound like he's saying which is instead of of course means not one which is the exact opposite of what we're trying to say over here in the Shema a person may read the Shema in any language he understands, as long as, of course, a proper translation. If anybody reads in a different language, must be careful with the proper pronunciation in that language. must be careful and scrupulous in proper enunciation in that language, as he would have to be if you read in Hebrew. If someone reads the Shema out of order, it does not fulfill his obligation. But when does that apply? The order of the Psukim. He says the Psukim out of order. If he reads the three parashas out of order, he's not allowed. And he aims, the Ram says, I hold, because there's no proof in the Gemara, but the Ram's assertion is that he's Yitzah. Because these three parashas are not next to each other in the Torah, therefore the order of the Evid is not Ma'ak. Kara he reads one Pasuk of of Kara Pamshni, he reads that same Pasuk a second time. That's not appropriate, it's improper. Kara Midlav Achas of Kafa, if the same word he repeats one after the other, he says Shema two times. Shatkin is to say, we silence him deliberately because that's already a whole other level and problematic. If you read the Shema with frequent, frequent breaks, Yatza, he still feels obligation. Even if he waited during this break, uh, in order to finish the, the amount of time it would take to read the entire Shema, Yossi still fulfills obligation as long as he said the whole Shema. Vuishi Kral said that as long as it's going in the proper order. Karim Misnam, if he reads it while he's dozing off, he's not awake completely nor completely asleep. He's in between. Yossi fulfills obligation. Well, Vachi, he, Air Poskrishan, provided that he's fully awake for the first Pasuk. If a person has a doubt whether he said the Shema or not, he must read it because when a person has a doubt if he, made, if he fulfilled the biblical obligation, he must make sure he read the Shema. And he, and he also says the bracha before and after. If he knows for sure he said the Shema, he's just not sure if he said the brachas. He does not have to say the brachas again because when a person is in doubt if he fulfilled the rabbinical obligation, he can be lenient. Karav Atarif reads the Shema and he made a mistake in the pronunciation. You go back to the place you made the mistake. It's not sufficient to finish the Shema and just read that one part again, that one Pasuk, because you must say the Shema in order. If he forgot between 
between which between parishes which parish he's up to he's not sure which parish he just finished and which parish he has to start now he goes back to the beginning of the first parish which is presumably he knows he started the Shema he knows he said Shema Baruch Shem he just doesn't remember if, which, if he got anywhere how far he got past that and therefore he goes back to Vahavta to be certain if a person makes a mistake in the middle of the parak, he's not sure where he stopped. He goes back to the beginning of the parak. To play it safe, he goes back to the very beginning of that section. He's reading the passage. He's not sure which parasha he's finishing, the first or the second. He goes back to the chsaftum of the first parasha. Again, to be certain that he's saying the whole thing. But if he, the doubt arises in his mind only after he read the words, he does not need to go back. He's going on his habitual recitation. Therefore, if he said we can assume he's finishing the second parasha by habit I'm going to tell us that making a hefzik during the Shema between the chapters is less problematic than making a hefzik in the middle of the chapters that's more problematic he's also going to tell us that there's three possible scenarios where the person you make an interruption for to greet them is whether they are somebody who is a random person or somebody who you have to honor like a parent or a teacher or a person you're actually afraid of such as a king and the more important the individual is the more permissibility there is to make an interruption He's also going to tell us that asking or greeting someone initially is more problematic than responding to a greeting. In the middle of a section, you may only extend a greeting to a person you're afraid of like a king. To respond to a greeting, that's okay to do whether it's a king or even if it's somebody who's not a king but you have to honor them. However, you may not do so for a person who's just a random person. That's... uh, in, in, in the middle of a section between sections a person may respond excuse me greet initially greet and certainly respond to the greeting from not just a king but even a regular person or who, well, someone who you have to honor like a parent or a teacher and uh, uh, that's as far as greeting extending a greeting to respond to a greeting one can do between sections even if, if it's a regular person uh, a random individual however you may not extend the greeting to a random individual even between sections if a person is reading the Shema then he, greet, he meets somebody else or other people encounter him if he's between sections he may interrupt he may interrupt and greet somebody extend the greeting to somebody who he has to honor such as a parent or a teacher if he meets for example his parent or his teacher uh, and however any other random individual he may not extend the greeting but he can return a greeting to anybody because he's between sections if he's in the middle of a section he may not extend the greeting to anybody except for somebody who he's afraid of like a king or a tyrant or anything of that nature that's the only person you may extend the greeting to in the middle of a section. However, if it's somebody who you're not afraid of, if it's somebody you're not afraid of, but however, you are uh, you want, want to honor them, his father or teacher, if that person greets you, you may respond to them in the middle of a section. What are the what are the what are the sections of Ben Aprakim? What are the between chapters uh, between chapter markers? Between the first bracha and the second bracha. Between the second bracha and Shema. 
between Shemal and Shemayim, between Shemal and Shemayim, between Shemal and Shemayim, between Shemal and Shemayim, between Shemal and in these places that are called Ben Aprakim, between sections, as we said earlier, you may greet initially somebody who you have to honor, like a parent or a teacher. Obviously, you may also greet somebody you're afraid of, like a king or a tyrant. And to respond to a greeting may be done to even to somebody who's a random individual, another human being. Uh, certainly, you may respond to somebody who you must honor or you're afraid of. However, between Vayemer and Emesviatsi, which is the Bracha following Shema, Hezek Emesaperak, we treat that as between, excuse me, as the middle of a section, Vayafsik Alisham Peyayira, Lahashim Perakovin. Over there, it's like considered the middle of a section, and not between sections, therefore you only interrupt um, to extend the greeting initially to somebody who you're afraid of. Like a king or a tyrant, you may not extend the greeting to anybody else. But to respond to a greeting that someone else greets you, that you can do not just to a person you're afraid of, but even to a person who you must honor, like a parent or teacher. However, you may not do so to any random individual.